Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Diamonds on my teeth, I got a lot of shine. Running up the number, that's a lot of crime. Try to take it from me, must be at your mind. I keep playing, got a sign. Smokey in the air, that's a lot of crime. First and foremost, we'd like to say what an honor it is to welcome Brian Dawkins to the Fourth and John Show. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn and Prime in the building. But uh, it's it's safe to say this is our favorite episode of all time. Doggone it! Uh, so welcome to the show, Brian. No, thank you, gentlemen, for having me, brother. It's a it's a it's a pleasure to come on and chat with a little a little bit with you. I know we're we're talking about your your book, uh, Bless Bless by the Best. Uh, I just want to get it out. So people can figure out where they can get the book. Uh, books can be purchased at BrianDawkins.com, including including autographed copies. Yes. Brian is pledging 50% of the net proceeds uh, to the Brian Dawkins Impact Foundation. Now, just talk about the impact, man. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story time. Uh, you know, a couple years back, we you inspired a bunch of dudes from the 4th and John podcast to drive, get in the vehicle 14 hours. You know how... Now the smell in that vehicle, it, 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 it was a trip. I can imagine. Uh, so, so we, we got to uh, Canton, saw a bunch of fans ready to get your autograph, right? So we're, we, got our, we got our sign. We're hyping people up. And uh, I got to the end of the line, and I hear the sweet, sweet woman's voice. And she said, baby, where'd you get that sign? I said, oh, we, we, we just made it. We're just trying to hype up Eagle fans. And she's like, she's like I'll, I'll make a trade with you. You give me one of those signs. I'll take your sign. I'll get that sign by Brian. And, but I said, I said, but before that, I said, I said, Connie. And she's like, how did you know who I was? I was like, you're only the backbone to one of the biggest, best Eagle players ever. Um, and it was just amazing. That I, I just said, hey, you know, we, we would just love to get this signed. And, and she, she made it happen. We, we got to meet the family. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, met the kids. And shout out to the, shout out to your daughter. She got it signed. But uh, you know what? What a great experience that was. Yes, it was. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it because I know I enjoyed the heck out of it. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was unbelievable for me to 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 witness that. the The first time that I went to Canton was um, in honor of, of of Reggie White. You know, Reggie passed and he got into the Hall of Fame. So I was one of the individuals that was blessed to go up because I wanted to go. I had to go up. That was Reggie, right? And so my second time was that me being up there to be inducted into the hall of fame and i said it that when i make it we all make it right so um so many eagles fans like yourself came up to to share that experience with me i'm glad you guys did i'm glad my first time we were able to hook up um and 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 sign those i actually have you know the picture still in in my in my gym over there so it'll it'll be forever (laughs) ever ingrained in my workout sessions that's that's awesome. You know, we talk about insp- inspiring people, and um, you know, a person that who was a big inspiration to you. You know, I, I know your your father. Um, there's a, there's a part where you talk about 
you know, you're just watching your father walk into a room and the way his presence, the way he set the tone, uh, the way that, you know, he was uh, a thermostat. And I, I felt like it, you know, it all starts to make sense when you see how you live your life and, and how you move and where, you know, where you got that from. So speak on your, your father's presence and what that meant to you. Absolutely. And, and I'm blessed in that way. I, and I know that, right. I'm blessed to have had my mom and my dad in my life and my dad in my life, not just being a, a, a figure of a male in the house, but actually a man that's raising his kids. And so I had that. And so I, and I watched my dad, obviously, because he's a, he's a very good man. And watching him again go into those rooms and seeing the temperature change every time, like every time he walks into a room, I can look at out and being little, you know, I'm watching my dad walk in, but I'm also watching everybody else and their their facial expressions. And as soon as they turn around, huge smiles come in their face because they know he's about to do something or say something to ignite a, a positive energy into the room. And so obviously learning that younger, I didn't really recognize what I was watching. As I got older and you begin to do studies and, you know, reading the word of God and you begin to understand just how much of an influence of the room that he was, that thermostat you were talking about. And so obviously I've taken my I've created my version of that. Right. So I have my version of what I saw my dad do. And that's one of the things about the book. Like it's not about you following 100 percent about how I did specific things. No, you create your version of it. You get an inspiration or a spark lights up something in you, then you create your version of whatever it is that inspires you from this book. And uh, speaking in the, in the same vein as inspiration, uh, let's talk for a second about Coach Humphrey. I mean, this is a guy I didn't really know much about prior to uh, learning about this book. Uh, I was your high school basketball coach, and you mentioned that even after winning the state championship, he didn't let you guys celebrate. <laughs> uh, that obviously had an impact on how you carry yourself throughout your career. But did you appreciate at the time what Coach Humphrey was doing for you then? Heck no. <laughs> I, I couldn't – well, we couldn't stand Coach Hump, man. I mean, he was our coach. We respect – man, we couldn't stand that joke. You know, you know we thought he was just, just being over-the-top mean, and he was in a lot of instances, right? But, again, the mind that is able to grasp positivity – out of the things that you go through is a powerful, is a strong mind. Again, I did not know I was developing that mind with what he was doing, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that what my dad taught me to always finish what you start, to always have a good attitude, to always give everything that you have and give more than is expected of you. I didn't know that formula being plugged into what Hump was doing to me would then develop a killer mindset that whatever, nope, no matter what anybody else tries to do to me as far as conditioning, running, lifting, if he can't break me, you can't, right? Yeah. And so again, I don't I know I know he didn't think he was doing that, but that's what he did because yeah. of the programming, once again, because of my father, what he taught me as well. That's awesome. No matter how good you are, someone is always going to be against you. In your biggest moment, you thanked your haters. You mentioned, and I quote. So my haters became my elevators. They helped me out. So thank you. Thank you for all those who kept doubting me and told me I, I couldn't do. What made you appreciate your haters in this glorious moment? Because they were, I won't say the, the main influence, but they were a huge log on my fire. A huge mm -hmm. log on my fire that burned. 
So every, every time that you hear, I hear somebody telling me what I can't do, I was too small to do this. It was not likely I would be able to do that. It was going to be somebody else that's going to have the success and not me. I didn't internalize it and hate on the person. No, that's a law for my fire. So I'm, I'm going to burn that when I'm running those laps. That Those laps, excuse me. I'm going to burn that when I'm lifting weights, when I'm working out, when I'm, when I'm um, you know, getting tired towards the end of practice. Maybe that's one of the, the, the nuggets or the fuel that I'll use in that instance to go just a little bit further. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for giving me that fuel for doing those times so I can go that extra mile to have the success that I had. So absolutely. Thank you. My haters, my haters became my elevators. Absolutely. I love it. I love my, it. My, I might have used that a couple of times in social media. Today, <laughs> but, uh, all good. I, I got to give, give you I got to give you some credit. Yeah. Um, now that we usually like when we when we close out our show, we, we this is something we you know, it's, it's something that, you know, mental health, especially during this whole pandemic has been a thing. And we talk about checking in on your friends mentals because sometimes they're not going to tell you how they're feeling. Um, you being a, a super inspirational dude, uh, a ball of energy, you know, in, in the fact that you shared and were transparent about um, your 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 dealings with mental, um, uh, you know, mental illness and thoughts of suicide your rookie year and, you know, looking at the, the, the landscape of how a lot of players these days are now tapping into that and being very vocal about where they are with their their mentals. Um, what was that those dark days like for you? Yeah, they, they were they were it, they were just that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's another word for dark. Is, is there a dark a darker word for dark? <laughs> um, I don't know. Another don't know. adjective someone can give ominous. us for dark. <laughs> ominous. Yeah. Um, but it, it was just it was that. And in that space, if you stay in it, and if you allow yourself to continue to sink deeper into it, there's literally no hope in that. There's no hope in that. And so me then, get, me then getting the help that I needed at that time, being able to speak about the things that I was not going to speak about, I was not going to speak about them. But it took that incident to happen for me to reach out and Emmett and my beautiful wife, Connie, to basically grab my hand and say, no, you're going to go, you're going to go see somebody. Talk about this. you got to talk to somebody. And I, I knew they loved me enough and they're not telling me something just for the heck of it, right? And so I listened. I went and had the discussion, which was extremely un uncomfortable in the beginning. But here's what it did. When I began to talk about the things that are going on with me that I had not talked to anyone about, things that were even from my childhood, things that, you know, hurts and things that I had compressed and, and, and held inside and kept inside. And that's one of the things that um, that's one of the things that we have to stop doing, gentlemen, for all the gentlemen that's on here. Women, we, they do a much better job of tell, talking about their feelings. Us as men, we do not do a good job of that. Matter of fact, in my neighborhood, we're taught to suck it up, deal with it. Don't let them see you sweat. Don't let them see you cry. So, no, you can do some things like that on the playground and stuff like that. But then there are other things. There are internal hurts you have to talk about. And I did. And again, so when I talked about those things, and I took medication for a little while. What it did is it brought me down off my emotions so that I can begin to then hear a clearer conversation, have clearer conversation, excuse me, on my vertical relationship. For spiritually, I began to grow exponentially in my, in my journaling. That's one of the first times I began to journal, really. So I, and I've been journaling ever since. 
And so I began to get things that I can do going forward to continue to stay winning. And that became, that voice came from inside of me. So the voice, and here's the powerful thing, the voice was already in me. It was already there. It was just muffled. It was just muffled by the pain. It was muffled by the anger. It was muffled by the emotions. So when I quieted those emotions down, I can hear so much clearer of what I needed to stop doing and then start doing. And so specific things that I do every day now to once again, to stay winning. And that has kept me in the space that I am in the space that I am and empowered me now to step out into a spot to be able to bless other people with that understanding that yes, there is hope on the other side of the thing that you're going through. It is. And not just go through it, grow through it. When you change your mindset, when you change the way you see a thing, your perspective of that thing, the whole situation will begin to change. It may not change right away, but you'll begin that healing process in your life. And you will begin to, you'll begin to get to know a part of you, or excuse me, you'll begin to get to know the real you that you haven't met yet. And that's a powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. Now, going from one of your, you know, darker times in your life to just go into probably one of the the best times of your life. I mean, uh, reading your book, it it brought me back uh, to what your speech in Canton. Gail mentioned how we were all there. It was a really special moment uh, to watch you uh, speak from the heart about what Philadelphia fans mean to you. I got emotional again just reading your reflection upon it. Uh, can you tell me what it was like to how you were able to establish such a deep connection with the Philadelphia community? And at what point did you really start to feel it as a player? Man. I was able to connect with a fan base by being 100 percent me. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't trying to be anybody else than myself. I was going out. I was I was a hard worker. You've heard me say that I was a hard worker. I had to, I had to gain and, um, and I had to sometimes take respect. Uh, sometimes I earned it, but other times I had to, I felt I had to take respect from individuals because they weren't going to give it to me unless I took it from them. So I always was that working dude. I had to work for everything that I've gotten in my life. So to me, that's the definition of blue collar, right? Mm -hmm. So now you come to Philadelphia. I'm, I don't, I, I'm not someone that's going to blame somebody else for my mistakes. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. And then I'm going to take responsibility for the things that I need to get better at before I talk about anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Boom. And so, and I'm someone that shows my emotions. I play with my emotions on my sleeve. When I feel like dancing, I'm a dance on the field. If I felt like singing, <laughs> I was going to sing. I don't care what you thought about that. It, it, it didn't matter. So I was being hundred percent me. And one of, one of the powerful things in life that you can, when you, when you can be yourself and people pay you to be you, that's <laughs> you made it. Come on now. People pay you to be you. Right? Come on. Right? And so Absolutely. That's that's what that's what happened. I began to obviously get paid to be to be more of me, but it also paid off because I was able to connect with a fan base like you know, probably few others. Absolutely. So you broke down uh Change that happens to us, we let it. Change that happens around us, we watch it. Change that happens within us, we are conscious of it, aware of it. Change we make happen, we make it. I know you might be thinking that a change that happens in us and a change that we make happen are the same thing. 
just because a change happens inside of you that you are aware of doesn't necessarily mean you will take the steps you need to make it happen. So please recall on, on how everything changed when you made those changes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's powerful. That's powerful. Not because knowledge and, and the saying goes that knowledge is power, right? No. Knowledge is potential power. See, knowledge becomes powerful and it be, when it becomes wisdom after you've acted on it. That's when it's powerful. Before then, it's just knowledge. Put it, put it this way. you have a, There's a lot of people that know a lot of stuff, but don't do the things that they know. Right? So that doesn't make you powerful just by having knowledge. It's what you do with that. What do you do with it? Matter of fact, do you do something with it? Do you move? Are you a person of action? If I tell you I'm going to do something, like I've told you in this book, I'm going to do it. If I give you my word, I'm going to do it. So I am a person of action. It goes to the area, I think it's in there as well, by area of control, right? It's my actions, my responses, my effort, and my attitude. That's what I have control over. But, but I'm a person of action. So you have to be someone that moves. It's movement that gets things done. Yes, it first starts in the, with a thought, but then you have to combine that with some movement. And sometimes the movements you're going to come up short. I, I just get I did a um, a post I think uh, Wisdom Wednesday about I didn't I never let failure become a permanent residence. That's how I was able to have success. But here's I learned from my failures there though. I made sure that I grew in my failures in order for me to be stronger to go and have the the success that I've had on the field. But people, please hear this in life, in life. You could use that same formula for life with your relationships, with your job, whatever the case may be, you can use the same formula. Yeah, that's well awesome. Said. Well said. Now uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to a, a guy. It's we have, you know, a guy, John, John Saunders, a guy who inspired you. John mm-hmm. Saunders, when I was a younger kid, you know, when I was a younger kid back in the, I love John Saunders and I would see him on TV and I'm, people like, I, I, I joke around. For people that didn't know me, I'd say that's my father, and they're like, "That's your, that's your dad, John Saunders." I'm like, "Yeah, he's my dad." <laughs> uh, but reading in the in the book just about you know it's it's funny because you know you'll see videos of you talking to your your players uh, and, and getting them up and inciting inciting violence on the field, but also just the words that you choose and and the way that you the perfect words that you select and you talk about what John Saunders meant to you for like finding your voice. And I feel like a lot of people in this day and age aren't able to, they have, they know they want to do something, but they can't yeah. find their voice. What, what, it, what did the, what did it mean to you when you finally uh, found your voice and knew how to use uh, your tools? Man. And, and sometimes you do need these individuals. And that's one of the things I thought I, I thank John for is, when someone who has found their voice and is doing magnificent things with the voice and the gifts that they have, when they see fit to reach back, to see somebody who may be struggling a little bit and give them some of the things that they see. And so one of the most powerful things that I've been blessed to have in my life, once again, blessed by the best, right? (laughs) Is being blessed by these individuals to see something in me, to speak into that thing that they see that I can't see yet, And I believe in their vision of me until I can grab that vision for myself. 
right? And that's what John did by pulling me in that office a couple of times, and we just talking a lot of time, a lot of times, not necessarily about anything, talking about life sometimes, but him recognizing the gift that I have to be able to inspire people. I was reading, matter of fact, I was reading a, my devotional here um, two days ago, and um, inspire is from a Latin word that literally say it says and talks about breathing into breathing into and that's what i've been blessed and gifted to be able to do with people breathe into some hope and that's what john did to me and note that dog on meeting room is breathed into me something that i did not see could not see but when i heard it from him and him comparing me to the people that he compared me to i went after it i calmed down slowed my speech a little bit more, began to work on my articulation of my words and things of that nature in order to create a more powerful presence to be able to bless and speak into people, breathe into people. And uh, so, I mean, you, you are a legend, obviously, in the Eagles community, across the entire football community. Um, do you, but do you think that you would be the man you are today and just a Hall of Famer in general, if God hadn't give you all of the obstacles that he has given you in life? Man, so what I have been, what I, what I am now, had I not gone through what I've gone through, probably not. But I'm supposed to be to this point. You know why? Because I was not necessarily looking to grow in certain areas. Sometimes I got comfortable because we don't grow in comfort. Mm -hmm. if, if things can just be given to us, we will all be sitting fat heavy somewhere like because we wouldn't move because if everything just came to you, came to you. No, we have to sometimes go through discomfort to get up out of our seats to move and to do some things to get better in areas. Mm -hmm. And because I work out, I, I still work out to this day. I recognize the significance and putting more weight on the bar. When I put more weight on the bar, I can then become stronger after I've tried to push it. Now, sometimes when I'm trying to push the weight, I need someone to spot me. That's why we always need someone in our lives that we can talk to, that we can reach out to. When we, we can't pick the weight up off our chest. When life is laying on your chest and you can't get it off, right? Mm -hmm. That's when you need someone to go talk to, right? But when I push that extra weight and now I can push that weight a couple of times easy, now it's time to put more weight on the bar from a lifting weights perspective. Yep. Going back to your going back to the analogy of life. That's what happens. We have we we have to be put out of comfort or taken out of comfort in order for us to truly dive into who we really need to be come in order to do the thing that God has created us to do. Does this make sense? I hope I'm absolutely. not no, no, that absolutely made sense. Mind blowing, man. Mind yeah, blowing. Yeah. Um, I just want to, before I ask you this last question, um, thank you because you've been a great inspiration to me. Um, uh, we're only like about five years difference. I looked at you as a big brother on TV, man. Um, you, I didn't in fact, you know, I didn't in fact you be giving a hundred percent. I, I always looked at you giving 110 and some change every single week. I loved watching you play, man. And you playing on that field is what inspired me to keep going. Don't give up. Um, I've been in the dark. Uh, I've found my way 
it's back into the light. Um, things are going great for me. Uh, I finished school. I got a bachelor's degree in business management, mm. married, got three beautiful children. And here I am enjoying what I love to do and talk Eagles football with my two boys here. Um, so every day is a learning experience, getting your book, reading it, listening to your speech at the Hall of Fame. And I, I'm trying not to go ahead and like get it real emotional because that was one of the best that we had here. Because I mean, listen, um, your story touched deep with me, man. And I can't be more thankful for you. Uh, for one, being the man that you are, for putting on the midnight green. Um, I know green was not your choice of a color reading your book. I know that orange. <laughs> but I'm we try to make it do. We try to make it yeah. do. <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad you found it in your heart to accept it. All right, and to represent it to the fullest. Yes. Um, with that being said, um, letting out that energy, that anger. What, what, what like, what it be? You know, besides working out on the field, hearing your your your, your motivational speaks in the huddle. Like what, what, what did, what transpires you like on a daily basis? You just let all that out. Wow. Well, a lot of times before the games, I can go back to the playing days. Now, a lot of times before the game, I, I was yelling because I had to get some energy out. Like I, I, I had so much energy going on at the time. Like, because, because my anticipation of doing what I was about to do on the field, like, you know, I was, I was about to lose it. So sometimes I felt right. So I'm screaming to get some of the energy out. But what but what working out has been for me, and I'll say this to you, working out for me is one of the biggest and best things that I do for my mental health. Working out, pushing weight, and 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 pushing myself, not just going in to just do something light. Matter of fact, my wife is always <laughs> messing with me about do you like do you do ever do anything light when you go in like you, it's light i'm like what is no light such thing no such weight? thing there's no light when you go to work out right and so i'm constantly pushing myself that way but what that does is and this is from a, a neurological standpoint when you go in and you work out and you feel good about the thing that you just did i'm talking about you push yourself and you feel like you've you've conquered something your brain releases literally releases the most potent cocktail of feel-good chemicals, one of them called endocannabinoids. Endocannabinoids is, is something that's called a don't, don't worry, feel happy <laughs> chemical that the body produces. And it also is something that decreases the pain. It's a natural painkiller as well. So this is what your body, this is, this is the greatest pharmaceutical company that, we, that ever exists right here, our brain. And when you go and you move and you're pushing weight. Now, when I say working out, that's that's my version of fit. That's what I do to, to let Weapon X come out and play a little bit, right? Act a fool a little bit when I go in there and push weight. But it's about movement. So don't think of exercise as just lifting weights or running on the treadmill. What it, Movement. It's about movement. It's about challenging, challenging yourself with different movements. And whatever that is to you, whatever that you growing up, something you may have wanted to try when you were growing up. So try that. Do that for a little while. Speed walking for some people, like just getting out movement in nature, especially is a powerful, powerful. Um, I won't say. Well, again, powerful combination of chemicals, feel good chemicals. Your brain will give the body endorphins, oxytocin, all, all of these things that your body will, will produce that will help you want to do more of it which will give you more of a benefit and will give you more vitality, will give you more energy. Now, make sure you're staying hydrated the whole time, but these are things that are very important. 
so going back to the energy thing, man, mm -hmm. the energy that I had on game day still lives in here. Mm. <laughs> still <laughs> in here, brother. Still in here. So the, the thing about it is football, I put me in football. When I stopped playing football, I now put me into what I'm doing right now. So that energy is still there. So I have to get out. I have to work, man. I have to work out, dude. Like if I don't work out, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be an angry dude walking around. I'm gonna be, yeah. yeah not, not, <laughs> we don't I'm want that. I'm, we don't I'm want like that. Short, short tempered, my, and my wife will be like, "When was the last time you worked out?" Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> like, she'll, she'll, she'll ask you that sometimes. So let me stop talking. Let's all ask some questions. <laughs> um, you know, so, go ahead, go. Yeah. No, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say, um, you know, there's, there's that saying like, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like in the last couple, you know, I've, I'm, I got the opportunity to meet two people that have inspired me in my life. You know, I got to meet Ray Didinger, uh just randomly, just randomly. I talked about him on a podcast uh, about how he inspired me. I randomly was at a Barnes and Nobles. Someone was like, you're for Ray Didinger? You got Eagle stuff. on." I was like, no, this is me every day. And they're like, <laughs> he's here. So I got to meet him and tell him how I felt. And it's it's about giving giving people their flowers while they're still here. And I'm, I'm sitting here today with Brian Dawkins and we're able to give flowers and, and tell you how, you know, what you mean to us. So I feel like, you know, talking about, you know, your spirituality, you know, 1990, you accepted the Lord as your savior. And it was a big thing for you. Like what, what has that meant to you uh, for your career and your life? That's everything. That vertical relationship is everything, brother. It is everything, every, everything that I'm, I have been, everything that I've gone through. Matter of fact, I, he, if, if, if the Lord, he checked off for me to go through everything that I went through. So that means that I'm supposed to learn every, I was supposed to learn something and all of it. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in divine opportunities, divine appointments, divine connections. That's what I believe in. And that's that vertical relationship. That's the strongest part of me. I'll make, I'm respectfully bold about my faith. I don't, I don't walk around preaching and Hey, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I, I don't, I don't do that to people. The greatest sermon that I'll ever preach is the life that I live. Matter of fact, that's right here in my office. Mm. That's the life that I live, how I live my life. It should speak, speak, speak volumes of how I carry myself, how I handle situations, how I give of myself, give of my time. And it's a genuine thing. It's who I am, who I've been created to be, to bless others. I'm not the only one. We all have that. We all have that ability and capability to do that, to bless people. Sometimes it's just a word. Sometimes it's a smile. Sometimes it's a, a thank you. Sometimes it's a, an excuse me. Sometimes it's a I'm sorry, right? So these are the things that we all have in, in control of to be able to bless other people's lives. But that vertical relationship, put it this way, if, if I did not go the way that I went, that rookie year, my rookie year, to say that I'm coming all out, all in, the same way that I went after the game, I went after my faith the same exact way. Now I went mm -hmm. the same exact way. Had I not done, had I not done that, my three daughters would not be here, and I would have played two years in the National Football, one year, one yeah, one year in the, in the National Football League, because mm -hmm. that's 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 how that's how bad it was at that time. I'm, I'm, I think we're all thankful that it turned out the way that it did. Um, I mean, you, bet between your faith and just the personality that you have, you were clearly 
the heartbeat of that team. You, you, everybody looked up to you, uh, players, fans, everybody across the board. Um, but you've been in throughout your career, you've been in locker rooms for the good times and the bad times. Um, we're seeing a lot of that across the whole Philadelphia landscape right now. How quickly can a pro locker room turn on you or turn when things start to go bad? And what is usually the source of players turning on one another? Um, so here, here, and I love this. Thank you for that. So, <laughs> so you've heard, have you ever heard this? You've heard, you've all heard the saying "pressure bust pipes," right? Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's right. Gail's favorite saying. All right, yeah, Jay Z, so, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> now here, here's what pe- pressure always also does. Pressure reveals what's in the heart of a person. Pressure re- introduces you and others to who you really are in your heart. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is the pressure time. So in the locker room, you're getting to see exactly who people are. In the media, you're getting to hear who exactly who they are. So when you start having these moments of pressure and people, I, okay, so how many fingers are being pointed? In what direction are those fingers being pointed? Mm-hmm. Is it a lot of me, 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 because I, I, I need to change? Or is it it's not me, 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 because I, I, I am doing what I'm supposed to do. It's them, them, them that's not doing what it is. Does, does that make sense? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you're, that's, that's what I'm looking for. That's what you should be looking for. That's what in the locker room you should be looking for. Just watching, just listening, seeing where you are. But then soon after that, it has to be understood. Okay, so this is where we are. This is where we want to be. This is what we need to change in order to get to this point. So this adversity has introduced us to who we really are. If you do not like it, let's change it. These are the changes that needs to be made in me first. I'm not going to speak about what needs to be changed in you. This is what needs to be changed in me first. But then you do the same thing for you. You do the same thing for you. Then we then come together and say we're going to hold one another accountable for the new versions of ourselves going forward that we say we're going to be for one another. Now you got yourself something. Now you got yourself something. Now you can go after that vision because you know that nobody's going to be pointing no fingers nowhere else anymore after that. So sometimes this adversity is needed. Once again, remember I said about the discomfort? Of course. Being, being in discomfort. Can't grow without it. Yeah, you can't grow without it, Jack. So, yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just sitting here watching and listening, seeing what, seeing what type of character we have. And it's been it's it's been really a, a pleasure. And, and just you know, just talking about being uh, getting uncomfortable, uh, being comfortable, uh, be, be getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, is is a is really a vibe. And I think um, just I just want to thank you for your inspiration and all the gems and the nuggets you you uh, let out today. Uh, it, we're, we're so ecstatic that you uh, took time out to uh, you know share these these moments with us. Uh, it's a moment that we're not going to forget. But you know, here at Fourth and John, we're always gonna um, we always got your back. Anything you need, we got you. Uh, if you want to work out, let, let us know. Uh, you know <laughs> Please uh, let I, me know. <laughs> I, I need I need to get I need to get back in the gym. Yeah. Um, right. Don't don't hey don't don't need to get back get back you know what I mean yeah please <laughs> let yeah, me I, know I'm down you definitely got to get something there absolutely oh yeah say no but more. Uh, is, is there anything any any last words that uh, you want to leave before we get out of here no oh, man wow wow this was an opportunity for me to write something that the Lord had put on my heart to write a book this book it's not a football book it's an inspiration book. It's a growth book. It's a life book. 
in a lot of regards. And this is the opportunity for me to now step into another phase of what God has and for me to do. Remember I talked about that's something that on the other side of this thing that he's going to do with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do have a program coming out here soon and it's called the, um, it's called the, the beast program. So beast is an acronym that stands for best energy attitude self today. So it's a four module course that you will take and you will see, you will hear how I have looked back over my career and I understand better now how I did what I did so that I can tell other people how you can do what you need to do and change some things in your life in order for you to go after those things in your life and be the beast in whatever situation you go into in your life. So that's that'll be coming out here um, probably within, within a month or two. But again, that's the, the space that God has is, is put me into to be able to utilize and to show and to tell literally the things that I did to help me have the success that I've had and live the life that I'm living. Brian, can't, yeah. can't echo enough how thankful we are that we had you today, man. I, I just want to thank you from the bottom of your heart for uh, from the bottom of my heart for uh, finding the time for us today. Really, nice. it, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, yeah. But I, for uh, for, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just definitely want to say thank you as well because this is one that I can just definitely check off my book. It's, this is a bucket list uh, thing, man. <laughs> like you have no idea. <laughs> like you definitely have no idea, man. Like you are the greatest. You know, I mean, you're always going to be the greatest to us Eagles fans. I thank you for everything that you put on the field. I thank you for making me that Eagles fan, like that 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 real great Eagles fan. Because I mean, these guys can tell you, man, we 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 strive to be the best fans in the world. And as much as people think bad about us, hey, listen, there's there's plenty of good in all of us. Um, so I thank you very much, man, and thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you know. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's my pleasure once again. It's, it's, it's a blessing for me to be able to speak. I mean, obviously, I don't get a chance to speak to fans a whole lot. I do on my DMs and, and, and try to, to uh, talk a little bit there. But, you know, this is something that, again, I've been blessed to see life differently from a different perspective. I've been blessed to go through some things, and I say blessed. I've been blessed to go through some things and grow through some things that have given me an understanding and a better empathy for those who may be going through similar things so that I can reach back to share some of the things, some of the nuggets that the Lord has blessed me with so that you can reframe your past to help you in your present for your future. Your future can be a brighter, better place that you determine it. The best way to know your future is to create it, right? best way to know your future is for you to create it but you can't create a good future if you're constantly living in the past right so these are some of the things once again that the book talks about my program will be talking about and it's something that's extremely important for all of us to truly grasp that we are truly in control of what's going to happen to us going forward by the choices what we say to ourselves what we say to other people the thoughts that we think and the action that we take. Now, um, you know, we, we like to always say, you know, we could close out the show and, uh, you know, check in on your peoples, man, check in on their mentals and make sure they're doing well. Cause they won't always tell you, you know, we're, we got some gems from, uh, the man himself. Um, 
check in on your mentals and check in on your peoples. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, good things happen when you, uh, you know, you believe, man, and we're here. We believe and we got the man, the myth, the legend with us. And let me say uh, this too. Let me say this too. Let me say this too. This, this just hit me. Make sure that you pray about those people that you can have, that you have in your corner, that you can talk to. Make sure that you give them the permission to speak into your lives. If you have not already, give them that permission to help to speak into your life. Because as the saying goes, it's sometimes hard for us to see out of the picture frame when you're in the picture, right? Mm. In the picture, it's hard to see out of the frame. Mm -hmm. There's people that care about you, though. They can see maybe things that are going on that can help you out. But if they don't think that they're open to tell you what's going on, then they won't tell you what you need to know, right? But you also give them the invitation to speak into your life. And then now that opens it up for you when you're needing that help, when life once again is on your chest, you can't get it up, by, get it off by yourself. You can reach out to that, those individuals. I have four to five people in my life. I call them my blessed pack. It's in the book, four to five people that I can call at any given time. Matter of fact, two weeks ago, I had to I, I text them all, hit your boy up and I need some prayer because I was going through a little, a little something. So I just hit me up. I mean, just give, just, just lift up, lift your boy up. Just lift me up. I didn't go into any detail because I didn't need to go into detail. Yeah. I just needed them to pray for me because I know where two or three are gathered and his, there he is, the father, it strengthens, I'll just say that it strengthens that prayer. It strengthens yeah. that prayer. So yeah, you got to have those people in your life. We, we forgot to mention that we uh, we interviewed Bobby Taylor yesterday. Don't and be, be easy. <laughs> and he, he just talked about um what you meant to him. And again, like, again, what you meant to us. But he, he just talked about uh, your relationship and what it meant to him. But he just wanted to pass that on to him. We asked him what we, we could pass on to you. And that's what he wanted to say. So I mean, a lot to a lot of people, man. That's a smooth brother right there now. <laughs> hey, man, I told him he was on MTV, MTV Cribs, man. Not a lot of people get, get that smooth, opportunity. That's a smooth brother right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian Dawkins, I mean, uh, thanks again. I mean, I know you're a busy guy, and I know you're doing a lot of good things. But, again, if you ever need anything from us, we got your back. And uh, for, for the rest of Eagles Nation, uh, it's always fly, Eagles fly, and we will see you guys in the next one. Weapon X! goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.